I think that we will take a cab. The cab pulled up before a particularly dreary and greasy beer shop. We seated ourselves in a close and dim sort of bar parlor at a stained wooden table with one wooden leg. Mr. Syme, if in a few moments this table begins to turn around a little, please don't put it down to the champagne. I don't wish you to do yourself an injustice. Well, if I'm not drunk, I'm mad, but I trust I can behave like a gentleman in either situation. May I smoke? Certainly. Try one of mine. I took the cigar and started to light it almost before I had begun. The table at which we were sitting began to revolve, first slowly and then rapidly. You mustn't mind it. It's kind of screw. Quite so, a kind of screw. How simple that is. The next moment, we two, with our chairs and tables, shot down to the floors of the earth had swallowed us. Gregory led me down a low, vaulted passage, at the end of which was a heavy iron door. Who is it? Mr. Joseph Chamberlain. It was obviously some kind of passport. We stepped into a queer steel chamber whose walls were hung with dubious and dreadful shapes, things that looked like the bulbs of iron plants or the eggs of iron birds. They were bombs. And now, my dear Mr. Syme, now we are quite uh, cozy, so let us talk properly. You said you were quite certain I was not a serious anarchist. Does this place strike you as being serious? It does seem to have a moral under all of its gaiety, but tell me... You have a heavy iron door. You cannot pass it without submitting to the humiliation of calling yourself Mr. Chamberlain. You surround yourself with steel instruments which make the place, if I may say so, more impressive than homelike. Why, after taking all this trouble to barricade yourself in the bowels of the earth, do you then parade your whole secret by talking anarchism to every silly woman in Saffron Park? The answer's simple. When first I became one of the new anarchists, I tried all kinds of respectable disguises. But at last, I went in despair to the president of the Central Anarchist Council who is the greatest man in Europe. Oh, what's his name? You wouldn't know it. That is his greatness. He looked at me. You want a safe disguise, do you? I nodded. Why then, dress up as an anarchist, you fool. I took his advice and have never regretted it. I preach blood and murder to those women day and night, and by heaven they would let me wield their perambulators. You took me in. What do you call this tremendous president of yours? We call him Sunday. You see, there are seven members of the Central Anarchist Council, and they are named after the days of the week. He is called Sunday by some of his admirers, Bloody Sunday. <laughs> it's curious that you should mention the matter, because this very night, we've called a meeting to elect a successor to the post of Thursday. And I, I don't mind telling you that it's almost a settled thing that I am to be Thursday. Gregory, I gave you a promise before I came to this place... Would you give me, for my own safety, a little promise of the same kind? Promise? Yes, a promise. I swore before God that I would not tell your secret to the police. Will you swear by humanity or whatever beastly thing you believe in that you will not tell my secret to the anarchist? Your secret? I, have you got a secret? Yes. I have a secret. Will you swear? Yes, I will swear not to tell the anarchists anything you tell me. But look sharp. They'll be here in a couple of minutes. Well, Gregory. I don't know how to tell you the truth more shortly. By saying that your expedient of dressing up as an aimless poet is not confined to you or your president. We've known the Dodge for some time at Scotland Yard. What do you say? Yes, Gregory. I'm a police detective. Mr. Joseph Chamberlain... 
Mr. Joseph Chamberlain. It was repeated twice, and thrice, and then thirty times, and the crowd of Joseph Chamberlain's, a solemn thought could be heard, trampling down the corridor. Here are your friends, Gregory. Comrade Gregory, I suppose this man is the delegate? The fact is, comrade, I have been specially sent here to see that you show a due observance of Sunday. Well, comrade, I suppose we'd better give you a seat in the meeting. Gregory, I could see, was in an agony of diplomacy. Yes, I think it is time we began. The tug is waiting on the river. I move that Comrade Buttons take the chair. Take it the motion! All those in favor? Aye! Aye. Aye. Comrade Buttons! Comrades! We all lament the sad decease of the heroic worker who occupied the post of Thursday in the Central Council until last week. He organized a great dynamite coup of Brighton.